from MPB Think Radio. This is Everyday Tech. I'm Sherita Brent, joined today by Wilts Couture, information technology expert at Newcore Steel Jackson and Flowood, and ID instructor at Holmes Community College. Also, Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Today we have a very special guest, former Everyday Tech host Ashley Jeffcoat, joins us on her birthday, and we'll talk with you listeners about scams. Have you ever received an email from your bank asking for personal information? Have you ever wanted to donate to a charity, but you weren't sure if it was legitimate or not? You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING if you want to talk about scams or anything in general. 877-672-7464 is the number or send an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be back right after the news. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent, joined today by Wilts Couture, information technology expert at Newcore Steel Jackson and Flowood, and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. Jeremy Thompson is joining us on the phones today. He's the owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. And we have a very special guest in studio today. Former host of Everyday Tech, Ashley Jeffcoat, is here with us on her birthday. Ashley, good morning. Good morning, Sherita. Thank you for coming. What brings you here to Mississippi? It's my birthday. Okay. That's, of course you want to celebrate need a better reason? Here. Right. Uh, so, Ashley, tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. You're still in radio. And- I am. So I'm the digital editor for a public radio station in northern Colorado now. Nice. I manage all of their social website, all that good stuff, that stuff I used to do here. Same Excellent. thing. And then I also am an editor, so I spend a lot of my time working with reporters and helping oh. generate the awesome news that they need help with. So making things look good for the website, making things look good on social, making sure that everything is pretty and functional. Yeah. Just like me. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, happy birthday to you. Thank we're, you. We're glad that you're joining us today. We're going to be talking about scams today. Listeners, some things that you should be looking out for if you're on the Internet, if you have emails, some things that you may commonly experience that are scams. And then you can give us a call. Let us know. Have you been scammed recently or before? How did you deal with it? Are there any scams that uh, you want to ask questions about or have any comments about? You can call us at 877-MPB-RING. And uh, today, if you have any general tech questions, you can call us as well well 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Good morning to you, Jeremy in Hattiesburg. Uh, What's happening your way in the tech world? Uh, Good morning uh, and happy birthday, Ashley. Thank you. Um, I have been working on a lot of uh, gaming PCs lately. Uh, It's also one of my favorite things to do, so I've just been loving it. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Uh, Wilt, uh, what about you? I know you're you're still teaching and and uh, IT instructor. I know you see some things uh, interestingly during the week. What's happening? Oh Lord, you mentioned the uh, scams. I'm actually trying to help out a friend with one right now. They got the old. It popped up, and Microsoft says that I have all these things going on. So I called, and now miraculously their computer doesn't work. Mm. So that's been uh, that's been a fun little fight. They kind of get embedded in there. And hold on, by the way, we can't let it slide. Not only is today Ashley's birthday, but we just recently had someone else's birthday that's in this room as well. Uh, oh, so yeah, let's mine. not forget, happy birthday to Sharita. <laughs> was, her birthday was on Sunday. 
Yes. Thank you. So we can't let her slide. I'm long-term listeners. I'll tend to remember the uh, the fabulous happy birthday episodes that we would have. That would just be like, it's our birthday week. Right. I had a party. I had a party and I was hoping Oprah would show up because my birthday is the same day as Oprah's, (laughs) but she didn't. So maybe, maybe. Shame on her. (laughs) She's probably thinking about you, though. Yeah. Um, Well, I wanted to talk about a, a little piece of tech news that I saw. Apple's losing streak is finally over. This one is coming from CNN Tech. Uh, They said the sales for Apple have started growing again in the December quarter, driven by stronger demand for the iPhone. It had reported three consecutive years, uh, year over year sales declined. So uh, let's talk about this because the the Apple sales hit seventy eight point four billion dollars for the quarter. That's a new record high. Uh, So is it pretty much true that Apple phones are the highest in demand? This is what everybody wants over Samsung and and all of that. And why do you think that is? Well, I think Samsung's wow. had a had a few problems, <laughs> and yeah. that's really what's driving yeah. the thing with ish, with Apple. It's not that Apple has the most in demand phones, because also, especially if you look at like iPhones over the last couple of years, they haven't really made any huge changes that made them cool and revolutionary like they were when they first came out. Right. Mm-hmm. But Samsung's problems with their um, Note Seven and not being allowed on planes anymore. <laughs> yeah, that does kind of tend to you know drive your drive your decision a little bit. It's like, oh, yeah. do I want a mobile bomb? I don't really yeah. know. A mobile bomb. Wow. Am I ready for a phone that will just explode? (laughs) Do I want things to explode? I mean, I want the new hot technology, but that's taking a little bit too far. Yeah. So I think that that might be a little bit of what's influencing Apple sales right now. It's not necessarily that they have the greatest thing out there, but they do have one that won't explode. Okay. Sounds good. I mean, I have one. Um, uh, Jeremy, you have a Samsung, right? Yes, I do. Okay. Why do you use Samsung over iPhone? I like my Samsung because I can customize just about anything I want, and the iPhone has only just recently started getting on board with that. But, like, it's so easy to just move things around on your phone uh, and to unlock capabilities that people can't do with their iPhone. Like, for example, if I want to watch a video on my phone, like I want to copy a movie from my computer to my phone, I can just play it right out the gate. But if I do that on an iPhone, I have to download an app and then plug it up to my computer and then download the video to the iPad through the app Mm. through iTunes, and then watch it. That just seems unnecessarily convoluted to me. So I just like simple. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I mean, Apple does have a a record of being user-friendly for maybe elderly, sight-impaired. There are all these things that you can do. Yeah, I mean, but but really, Android does have a lot of those same capabilities Mm -hmm. at this point. It's... It's really down to what do you prefer and how you want to use your phone. If you're someone who lives in an Apple household, like you have iPhones, you have iMacs, you have an Apple iPad, you have iHome. If you have all of that kind of stuff built in, you have an Apple TV, you have if you have all that, then you probably want an iPhone. Right. It makes your life yeah. a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. But And plus, I work on the things all day long. Sometimes I don't want to work on it. I just want it to work. I just want to click the button, and I want just the the brainless of the technology to take over. You know, let the brains of the technology take over, and I'm done with it. Yeah. Well, uh, that was an interesting piece of news. And and the uh, the CEO credited the surge to the high demand for the iPhone 7 Plus. So those phones kind of, you know... Made yeah. the made the sales go up. I and think now he's they're wrong. Give me my plug it. back. I want my audio <laughs> plug back. Dang. Oh yeah. I just recently upgraded, and that included my wife upgraded her phone as well, mm-hmm. and she now has an, a seven. And she, that was the first thing she was like, I. I, my my headphones what gone how, how, yeah. how do I how do I it's like oh dear gone Need it comes with adapter. the adapter it comes with the adapter for you to use 
But that is another little piece of something that you have to remember and not not lose, which can be a challenge. It's not a great solution. Right. Yeah. yeah, and to heck with it if uh, you know all of a sudden you need to charge it at the same time. Oh, yeah. You know, well, yeah, we ran into that problem on the plane. Uh. <laughs> well, guys, we're going to be talking uh, about scams today, and um, I had a situation just this week where I was trying to purchase something, uh, well, I was trying to sell something on Craigslist. This was my first time um, marketing on Craigslist. I was trying to sell a couch, and I only put my email address out there and told folks they could text me, and I did not use my name. I used another name. Uh, but I started getting texts from weird numbers, not in the, Missis- in, in the Mississippi area, no Mississippi uh, area codes, but it was like, hey, uh, I'm going to schedule this 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 uh, pickup and I need you to I'm going to send a bank certified check. That's what it was. Uh-huh. I sent an, uh, a text message to Jeremy. I sent it to Wilt and Ashley. And I asked all of you guys if you thought that this was a scam. And Wilt immediately said with the bank certified check thing that, yeah, you thought it was a, a, oh, yeah. a, a scam. Uh, somebody trying Definitely. to just just go ahead and get the couch and probably going to send me a fake check but but i was thinking okay i have the sense to ask about these things and not just go along with it and i was thinking about folks who may not have the the tech sense to question things what are your thoughts about who would be more susceptible to scams are you thinking older people folks who just aren't technologically savvy what are your thoughts on that you know, that's where I generally, my mind usually goes more toward the, the older members, you know, of our audience out there that would be, that would tend to be a little bit more trusting that maybe haven't seen some of these things before. But, you know, more and more I'm finding out, we 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 talk about that a lot, but I'm hearing more and more from friends that are in my age group or even younger that are falling for some of these same things. I mean, the scams are getting more sophisticated. They're getting very convincing in coming in there. And I think that... I think that people in general want to believe people. You're like, hey, I'm I'm getting this thing sold. It's going to be out of my, you know, out of my hair. And that excitement of moving forward, I don't think it really knows a generational gap there. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we do see a lot of the more, you know, the older members being more susceptible, but I, it is crawling younger too. Oh yeah, I think everyone is just as likely to be a victim of a scam because, like you said, they're becoming a lot more sophisticated. Their social engineering skier- skills have vastly improved. Oh, yeah. So it's they're very good at convincing you that either they're legitimate or that they attaching some sob story along with their scam that makes it really easy for you to tugs at the heartstrings a little right. bit and makes you feel bad for them. Well, like, oh, I need to help them. And they're just trying to get some money out of you. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, so I wanted to actually read the text. Um, so they sent me the, the text still available for sale. Uh, Red couch. I said, yes. And here's a text. All right. I'm glad you still have it. I'm Dean by name. I'm out of town for business at the moment. That was a red flag. Uh, I'll secure the payment by sending you bank certified check to you via USPS first overnight. And I'll arrange for the pickup with the movers and haulers that will come down there for the pickup. Kindly text me back with your full name and mailing address for the payment to be sent out. So just listening to that, how many red flags did you guys hear? Like eight million. OK. Oh, yeah. The whole thing. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing is skeptical. The first thing. When the you language. See- yeah. 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 yeah it was it's very so proper. It's not it's not how we talk. Mm, no, that's a good point. How we talk at all. Anytime I've successfully sold anything on something like Let Go or Craigslist, the first thing is, hey, you still got it? Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and you's probably not spelled out. It's the number, the letter it, U. It is the letter U. Hey, you yeah. still got it. No punctuation. And that's how I know that this is a real person. 
Okay, yeah. so so yeah, let's talk about that. What kind of language should you be looking for if somebody is going to text you? Uh, should you should you even what what kind of information should you reveal on something like Craigslist when you want people to contact you about an item? Well, for me, I I'm very weary of not revealing where I actually live. Okay. That that's uh, that's a big thing for me. I mean, I've you know dealt a little bit with Craigslist and some of this, and usually I'm going to meet at a very mutual public place. Um, you know, let's just say you know Burger King, Walmart, somewhere where there's some people around. Police precinct, right? Yeah, because I don't. That's not a bad idea. That, that really isn't. Um, I mean, you know, we we kind of say it jokingly, but yeah, you're absolutely right. There's nothing wrong with that, and actually, some of the police departments would actually encourage you to that. So I would never want to actually say. Like kind of like not my real name, not my actual address, because once you get my real name, I mean, hey, I've got a social media presence. You might can find out more info about me. And I, I don't know. I think we're too we're too willing to put too much information out there anyway. So anything you can kind of hold back on. I mean, really, does it really matter if your name is Sharita or Stephanie? If you're buying the couch, you don't really care who the person is that you're buying it from. I mean, I'm not right. saying you know not promoting to lie, but at the same time, you don't need to reveal everything about yourself. That's me. No. I mean, and even on Craigslist, you don't even have to give your actual email address. Their encrypted email thing works great. It yeah. masks it so that you just get it through a Craigslist kind of throwaway email that they create, and you don't have to worry about them actually having your email address. And especially if your email address is something that's like, hey, this is my like first dot last name at yeah. Gmail, whatever, right. then they have all kinds, they can look up all kinds of stuff about you. So it's mm -hmm. worth it to just let them use their encrypted service. Don't give out any personal information. Um, I've occasionally done it with, I'll toss my cell phone number out there, but I don't, I'm not too terribly worried about getting things on my cell phone. But one thing you can do if you are worried about that is generate a crazy, this like a throwaway number on Google Voice. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Google Voice And is then awesome. you'll have a spare number that you can use that's not actually attached to you or any of your stuff. You can put it out there. And if you decide that you're done getting messages for it, you can just delete that number from Google Voice and it's gone. Yeah. All right. Uh, we need to take a quick break. When we get back, we have Rick and Timothy on the line, and we have some lines open if you want to join the conversation. Uh, overall, we're talking about scams. So if you have been a victim of a scam, if you've seen some out there that you want to warn us about or ask us about, you can call us at 877-MPB-RING. If you have any general tech questions, give us a call. The number is 877-672-7464. We do have a couple lines open. Rick and Timothy, we'll get to you right after the break. This is Everyday Tech. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent, joined today by Wilkes Couture, Jeremy Thompson, and Ashley Jeffcoat. And we're talking a little bit today about scams, a lot of it actually. Okay, we're going to go to the phones. Rick is in Grand Bay. Good morning, Rick. What do you have for us today? Hello. Hey, Rick. Happy birthday. Thanks. Uh, only you had packaged up a million. My sister gave it to me, originally running 8, updated 8.1. So I thought to myself, well, I'm going to update the driver. So I got purchased uh, ABG uh, driver updater. Got to the point where it started updating updates, and then it started updating updates that the drivers were too new for the the, the hardware that was in there. And so I, I, I got rid of it. I went and got malware bites. We had a scam, a scam, uh, scam on it. 
came up with 147 pieces of malicious stuff. Didn't read what it was. Do I want to quarantine? Sure, I did. Everything's all working fine. Turn it off, go to start it back up again. I get my, my, my HP logo. I get the thing that got your picture and the, and the, and the clock on it. Then I want to go to get my lock screen to log in. That works fine. Okay, so I get through all that and it just little circles telling me something going on, saying, wait, 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 wait. Does that for about three minutes and it goes blank. Can't get it to come up. Did three or four times things. Couldn't F8 don't work on 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 uh, maybe I don't maybe maybe on HP pavilions or on the new Windows uh, operating system, but F8 didn't work. So I contacted uh, what you call it ABG about it, and it says uh, I, I didn't have this problem until I updated my drivers and got rid of it. He's trying to tell me I'm going to have to give them $199 hmm. because my. B-E-L-V-I-T-Y has expired. Belvity? Belvity? No, I never heard of such a thing. But okay. anyways, I, I, oh, that was to get a Microsoft certified technician to help me. Okay. Uh, so any thoughts? Ashley's making faces. Uh, any any thoughts on this? That so was a finally, scam I artist. To, I finally go to HP, and uh, HP, no, I was thankful for it, $50. But now escape works for F8. Instead of, you know, continuously tap when you're starting up, you know, F8, you used to be able to pull up a... Uh, a uh, right, the safe mode screen. Yeah, you know, now it's now it's escape. I mean, it okay, might be so, packet. But anyways, but they, they, they wanted to charge me $199 because okay, something that don't exist was broke. <laughs> oh, thank you. All right, so Jeremy, you had some thoughts. Yes, it sounds to me like when he ran his malware byte scan, he must have deleted a system file that's uh, pretty integral to his desktop loading. Um, it's rare that that happens, but it is possible for it to happen. And the F8 option has been changed in Windows 10. You have to hold Shift while you click Restart. Just hold it until the computer reboots, and then you'll get your pre-boot uh, UEFI settings and so forth. Okay. All right. Any other thoughts? You said something about um, a scam, Wilts. Yeah, I mean, that was – and that's what really oh, yeah. gets bad is because some people will get – you know, you, you get some of these and you go online and you uh, you have to really be careful where Google leads you uh, when you start looking at particular errors because sometimes the Google search that will come up, the, some of those top results will actually be malicious and you may not be getting the right telephone number. Uh, mm. I see that a lot sometimes. At the top of uh, Google, for example, you're going to see ads, or it could link, you know, to someone else with a specific problem, but it's not actually a Microsoft site. So you do really need to be careful who you call because, uh, yeah, Microsoft's not going to charge you 200 bucks for that, and uh, and there's a lot of that that goes around, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've noticed that the word driver just brings out <laughs> yeah. the scammiest websites. So. I try to avoid that if I can and just go directly to the manufacturer's website, put in the model of your computer, and get the drivers directly from your manufacturer. Do not go to Google and Google drivers. That's only asking for trouble. Indeed. Okay. Good oh, thought, yeah. uh, Jeremy. Okay, we're going to stay on the phones. Timothy is in Louisiana with a Windows 10 question. Good morning, Timothy. What do you have for us? I have a question about Windows 10 IoT. Okay. Um, and I, I'm considering upgrading my Raspberry Pi and installing Windows IoT, but I was wondering if it runs all Windows programs. Hmm. I don't 
honestly know I'm, the answer. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> theme music. Sweet. <laughs> okay. So do you guys know the answer? I mean, it... The, I don't think... I, I, saying all kind of is what kind of worries me a little bit. It'll run some stuff, but it's really not made for that. Um, it's made to run Internet of Things. That's what the IoT is mm-hmm. about run software for that so you're not going to be able to run like word or play a game on it or anything like that it's specifically going to help run any of your kind of internet of things connected devices which if you're building a home like that that can be really useful and a raspberry pi could be really helpful in thermostats and and thermostats and stuff like that and raspberry pi is nice small works great but it's not really going to be like a computer or anything it'll run only specific types of software okay okay so I'll go back to, I'll go to Ubuntu or something like yeah. that. Yeah, you'll have to stick with something like that if you want an actual full operating system. All right. Well, thank you all very much. I sure am glad you all are there, and I'm glad to hear Ashley's, you know, doing well. And I, I was wondering how you all were doing, you know. Oh, thank you, thanks. Timothy. We appreciate it. Ashley's Happy doing birthday. great. <laughs> thank you so much. Peace out. Have a good day. Okay, you too, Timothy. Thank you so much. Uh, 877-MPB-RING is the number if you want to join the conversation. Uh, we're ultimately talking about scams. If you've been a victim of scams uh, on the Internet, we'd love to hear your story, how you got over it, if you want to warn others. If you have any questions about something that you may not be sure if it's legitimate or not, maybe bogus, you can call us at 877-672-7464. If you have any general tech questions or comments, we're taking those as well. 877 mpb PB ring is the number. We're going to go back to the phones. Judith is in Columbus with a question. Good morning, Judith. What do you, what do you have for us today? Well, actually, too, but the, <clears throat> I had gone to AT&T to tell them about um, when I had ordered something online um, on my phone, and they came back, and um, they uh, I, I kept getting these uh, advertisements to call this number and everything and I, I i just i zap it of course but i still want to get them off my phone well while i was there the girl had an ipad and she wanted my my um driver's license and she took a picture of my driver's license with her ipad mm-hmm. and that kind of bothered me do you think that that was legit to take a picture of my um driver's license D- depends on the transaction more and more people are actually doing that though mm-hmm. i know for example like you know um i work out at Newcore, and whenever people bring in different items to recycle especially around copper and such uh, we do take images of their driver's license uh for you know yeah. legal compliance and such yeah hmm. um, so and- that really bothered me <laughs> but what about me getting rid of these people that keep sending me all these things on online uh on my phone how do they send them to you so you just get like text messages yeah well yeah uh they just keep popping up and they never did before i got i ordered some some stuff on on the with my phone and and i put i put my um my computer name (laughs) on there and now they're calling me and saying my name and everything and it kind of bothers me oh, yeah boy. someone has sold your information yep. it sounds like that's what that happens sometimes like to me. 
Yeah, that's a, a lot of times if you fill out registration forms or, you know, all of us have probably walked into a store and said, hey, register for a free trip. And a lot of those turn out to be entryways into exactly what you're experiencing now. And Less than legitimate. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice way of, I like that. Jeremy, did you have something? Uh, yeah, um, I went to one of those wedding things because I'm getting married in March. Uh, we went like a year ago. And uh, there was like a, hey, put your name in here to get drawn for the free blah-de-blah. There was one at like every station. And of course. there was one where they made it sound like really exclusive, like, oh, my gosh, congratulations, you won. Right. And then like you had to sit through a sales presentation in order to get your tickets for your honeymoon, maybe. Uh, maybe. I have no idea if they're legit or, or what, you know, but like. They, they try to sell you on that. Yeah, they, they always want your information to try to get you for a free drawing. Oh, you won. It's so cool. You're so lucky. Well, you know, this brings up something that Ashley mentioned a little bit earlier, using something like a Google Voice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, while we're on the subject of Google, even a Google email, I keep a junk phone number and email that are actually set up through Google because it's totally free, that if I want to register for something, I can go over there and check it, but I don't want my real account getting that information. Yeah, no, Um, especially not with your name in it, uh, like Ashley was saying. And there's tons of services, too, that just generate throwaway email accounts that they are active for about 10 minutes, lets you get whatever you need to click on to activate a service, and then they disappear. Tons of services out there that do that. All right, Judith, thank you for your call. We appreciate it. We go next to Linda in Port Gibson. Good morning, Linda. What do you have for us today? Yes, I'm calling from Port Gibson. Uh, I was calling, to, you know, to make a comment. Uh, yeah, you were saying that, you know, uh, they that uh, scams and things really happen to the elderly or or people that's just not knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they don't have sense or anything. It's that they're not. Uh, computer savvy, and with all, and also with this, with the latest technology, uh, I was taken uh, about a computer, and uh, for my mother back in '06, and as of this day, I never got it. Uh, I had to get the attorney general in it, and what they the people did who, took my, who uh, was supposed to give me a computer, they moved to another state, I mean, to another country. They moved to Canada. And once, and they wrote me back and said, once it's out of the jurisdiction of the United States, <clears throat> they can't do anything. Yeah. My money. That's, it's one of those really unfortunate things that anybody, it's very easy to take advantage of people when they just are lacking a little bit of information. And that's what these people are super duper good at. Yeah, I mean, h- hence the you know, hence the term. They're con men, confidence yeah. men. They they gain your confidence, um, and and you know, you're absolutely right, Linda. It has absolutely nothing to do with anyone's intelligence of falling for these things. Yeah, it it really is. It's um, it, you know, people preying on the fact that I think as humans, we really want to be able to trust the other people. Yeah, for sure. All right, Linda. Thank you for your call, and uh, good luck to you in the future. We appreciate you calling in. All right, we need to take a... Uh, go ahead, Jeremy. Uh, well, uh, regarding, like, purchasing uh, technology in general, um, there's a lot of ways to be taken on that as well. So maybe after the break, we can discuss that a little more in detail. 
Okay, yeah. sure thing. All right, we need to take a quick break. When we get back, we have Phyllis and Luke on the line, and we also have some lines open. This morning, we are talking about scams. Uh, if you've been a victim of a scam, you want to call us and tell us a story, uh, call us at 877-MPB-RING. If there are some that you've heard about and you want to warn other listeners about, give us a call. 877-672-7464 is the number. If you have any general tech questions, you can call us up as well. 877-MPB-RING is the number. We do have a couple lines open. We'd love for you to join the conversation. We'll be back in just a moment. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent, joined today by Wilts Contrer, Jeremy Thompson, and Ashley Jeffcoat is our special guest. Former Everyday Tech host is in town. It is her birthday, and she's spending it with us. And uh, we're talking about scams today. If you're listening and you've been a victim of a scam on the Internet before, uh, maybe you've gone to a bogus website or contributed to a charity that turned out to be illegitimate, you want to give us a call with any questions or comments you may have about scams, call us at 877-MPB-RING. We do have some lines open. If you want to ask any general tech questions or if you have any general tech comments, call us 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Phyllis has been waiting for a while in Starkville with a comment about bogus websites. Good morning, Phyllis. What do you have for us today? Uh, well, I have not been the victim of this, but I've seen that there's a new scam for people who may have insurance through the United States Navy or health benefits. And this website came up and was telling me to click on these links. But one thing I would never do is click on a link in the um, inside of the, the uh, email. But I like to go to the email address from which it came to see what kind of website it is. And then I will go outside of the uh, email and type that in. And here's this great big completely bogus website for the United States Navy. It looked okay, but it didn't quite look right. And then I actually Googled the United States Navy insurance, and it was a completely different website. Hmm. So that is, I've done that on several occasions to go and actually click on that actual where it came from, and it's some weird website address, and it always turns out to be something bogus. So that's one way to check into these things to see that I've found. And I've been turning all these websites into our technology office so that they can be stopped. But that certainly has helped me. Wow, Phyllis, you uh, did the right things. Uh, I'm telling you. Okay, Phyllis talked about clicking the link. Let's talk about this. Um, You know, so many times that's the first thing they do via email. They'll send a link of some sort. And like Phyllis said, things may look legitimate, but there are probably some some things you can look for to to say, Okay, maybe this is not legitimate. But what are your thoughts on clicking the link and not clicking the link? What happens if you do click the link? I only trust links that I've made myself personally. I do not trust a link in an email because I can send someone an email right now. And the link will look like I'm saying, you know, www.navy.com. And, but I can make it look like one thing and actually go somewhere else. And that's actually very elementary to do. So, um, quite honestly, Phyllis, what you're talking about right there, so many people really 
need to think back on what you've said because that's absolutely right. Don't trust what someone else has sent to you. Make it your, you know, go go to your, especially if you're dealing with finances. You know, you mentioned it being, you know, naval finances. If you're dealing with your money, go where you know to go. Don't trust someone else. For and sure. Those phone numbers in there might be going anywhere. So if I were going to call a number, I'd go out and Google that number for the organization and not call because anybody's just sitting there. Oh, yes, this is a Navy. Absolutely. You, know, you don't know. It's just pathetic. And the older you get, the worse it gets because the more they seem to pick up the uh, get your na- your name and they're just all over the place. Yeah, no, it's definitely worth it to do a quick Google for phone numbers, for email addresses, for anything. If you get something from someone like an insurance provider or your bank, bank scams are really common. If it or, And also IRS scams, very common, especially since we're going into tax season now, you'll start seeing a lot of these. Go directly to their website. Contact these people directly. Don't use the information that's in an email. And it's also worth mentioning that a lot of these places will not contact you through email. Mm. They will send you actual snail mail or they will call you before they will contact you through email, especially if it deals with any kind of personal information. So if you're not certain about the email that you're getting and you can't verify it, even if you are certain and you are pretty sure it looks legitimate, Just go straight to their website and then figure it out from there. Most banks nowadays will send you a secure message through their online banking channel, and then you'll just get an email that there was a secure message sent to you, and you go online, log in, and check it out there. Yeah, and I have seen a couple of banks that will send you a note, and maybe if it is an email, but it it will not give you links or phone numbers. It will say, contact the bank at, you know... Basically, you know our number. Give us a ring. Um, Phyllis, you were definitely spot on on that. All right, Phyllis, thank you so much for your call. Uh, Jeremy, did you have anything to add? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to commend her efforts in uh, avoiding being scammed. Like, that's incredible. I wish I wish everybody could grasp what she's doing because that would that would cut down on a lot of scams that people are actually getting hit by and fake websites and oh, yeah. so forth. Yeah. All right, Phyllis, thank you so much for your call. That was a great call. We're going to stay on the phones. Luke is in Ridgeland with some tips. Good morning, uh, Luke. Uh, how's it going today, Luke? Great. How are you doing? Hey, doing well. What do you have for us today? Well, I have a um, basic, uh, general, um, I guess, innovative question. Um, I'm interested in starting a um, a um, a, um, a a app to promote a type of uh, service. Uh, can you direct me on who can I talk to about that, please? App development. Okay. Yeah, I want to basically, uh, yeah, create an app where I can maybe market or something. And I'm just really in the uh, pre-thinking stages at this point. So, but I'm kind of at a loss. So, and I heard you guys gave some really great advice. <laughs> oh, you kind of we're, we're scratching our heads here just well, a little bit. One of the things that you can do, and in Mississippi, this is. If you want to especially work with local developers is a lot of the universities and colleges have programs where they have students who are learning app development and they are willing to work for money. They don't do it for free because it's a lot of hard work. Yes. Um, And who will help you help develop an app for you because they're looking for projects and things to put into their portfolio. So it's an opportunity for them to learn some new skills and an opportunity to help out local businessmen. And most of the colleges have programs like that. So um, I know for a fact that state does, that um, MSU has that. And I'm pretty sure that um, USM probably has something really similar to it. 
So definitely check out with your local universities and colleges and see if any of them have um, programs out there and are looking for applicants right now. They may not be, but they might. Well, that's a great idea. And don't forget your uh, local junior colleges as well. I know Holmes and Hines um, have some app development courses as well, and I'm sure those students would love an opportunity. That's a great idea. All right, Luke. Uh, Yeah, I got one other little um, add to that. Patenting that type of um, uh, idea, uh, how do I kind of go about that? Maybe getting at some point, making it exclusive. Would the universities also kind of help me with that as well? That for that you're going to need a lawyer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because you'll want to get the specifics on your idea, uh, what ideas are are already out there. You know, uh, how much do you need to tweak yours for it to be uh, completely original? Um, so yeah, definitely get a lawyer on that because you know you you would hate to uh, you would hate to you know get get something developed and then somebody else take credit for it. So it's awesome that you're even thinking about a patent and thing like things like that. But yeah. Or yeah. call in legal terms. Uh, I was going to say, call in legal terms. Yeah. <laughs> Tuesday at 10 uh, uh, next week. Thank you so much, Luke, for calling. We appreciate it. Mm, hello, pleasure. Thank you. All right. Okay, we're going to Alan before we go to the break. Alan is in Winona uh, with an iPad question. Good morning, Alan. What do you have for us? Yes, uh, I have a question about an iPad. Uh, I have forgotten my passwords. I can get on the iPad and everything, but just like if I want to uh give me an app with FaceTime. I need my password and I have forgotten it and I'm trying to see if you all knew how I could change my password or put in a new password without going to the app store. Yeah, it sounds like it's not your passcode, right? So you can still get into the device, but the password that it asks for when you are going in and trying to like download an app, right? Well, well, I guess the password for App Store. Because yeah. once I try to get on my FaceTime, you know, it's that, you know, I need to put in my password. Now, Alan, turn your radio off in the background. We're getting a little feedback. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Ashley. So, for your Apple okay. account. If you just go in through um, iTunes, will let you do it. Your iPhone will have something where it says "forgot your password." And you can just click on that, and it'll go through the process of resetting that password for you. You don't have to go to the store to do it. Um, if you just even go online to, I think, like... It's apple.com slash iTunes. I had to do that for yeah. a uh, for a teammate this morning, actually. We had this exact uh, same problem, Alan. And it was, it was a 30-minute, I mean, 30-second fix. I mean, it's yeah. really quick. They just let you reset it. They'll, uh, you you know, know. they'll confirm you are who you say you are. Mm-hmm. And okay, you're good to go. Okay. And the thing to do is to go to iTunes. You say I go to my settings. You can do it through your settings on your phone. You can do it through um, iTunes, or you can do it through apple.com slash iTunes. Okay. Uh, and that, that can be done on my uh, iPad, too. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay, then. All right, then. I appreciate it. Okay, right, Thank you. Thank you so much for your call. All right, we need to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll continue the conversation about scams. And if you have any general tech questions, you can give us a call. Any general comments? Have you been a victim of a scam? How did you deal with it? What scams have you heard of on the Internet that you'd like to warn others about? Call us, 877-MPB-RING. We just cleared the line, so all our lines are open. 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be back in just a moment.
This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent, joined in studio today by Wilts Couture. Jeremy Thompson is on the phone. And our special guest today is none other than former Everyday Tech host Ashley Jeffcoat. She's in town, and it is her birthday. She's spending it with us, and we're helping you this morning better navigate your tech lives. We've been talking about scams, and uh, we have lots of calls to get to. Mary is in Oxford with a suggestion. Good morning, Mary. What do you have for us today? Hello, Mary. Oh, I'm sorry. I put the phone down a second, didn't you? All right. Uh, someone was calling in about how to check on um, whether his invention has been invented or something like that. Yes. Um, I suggest that he go to a patent attorney before they do patent searches. All right. Yeah, that's a, an excellent uh, a suggestion, Mary. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. So if you're still hearing, patent attorney specifically. Yeah. Specializing yep. that thing. Uh, Skit is in Biloxi with a comment. Good morning. What do you have for us? Caller in Biloxi uh, with a comment yeah. about scams. Hey, how That's are you? Me. That's me. Hello? Hey, yeah, you're on the air. Yeah, I want to make a quick comment that may be redundant. I don't know if people talked about it, but uh, I heard a lady talking about purchasing items uh, on, the, uh, on a computer and having problems getting receiving the uh, product. Uh, my experience is, uh, if anybody doesn't know, I would suggest they try to use PayPal, maybe through e- eBay or, or some other uh, company that uses PayPal, because pay- on PayPal, when you buy something, if you don't get it within a certain amount of time, PayPal actually guarantees your purchase. Oh, yeah. PayPal and does have, you have I've the ability. Been, I'm sorry? You have the ability to file a dispute through PayPal. And it can be, especially when you're making online purchases or even um, not online purchases. If you exchange money through PayPal, then you have the opportunity then if you don't receive the service or are unsatisfied with what you do get, you can file a dispute with PayPal and they will help get, help you get a refund, a refund on that money. About 15 years now, and I, I, I order from China and everywhere. And mm. I've, in fact, I've only had one incident in 15 years by, from ordering from China. And uh, that was only a fifteen dollar item, but PayPal just credited my account. Well, I'd say that's so, a pretty good su- success rate. One one incident in fifteen years. Excellent. Uh, thank you so much, Skip. We appreciate your call. Uh, we go next to Mara, who's in pedal with a comment. Good morning, Mara. What do you have for us? Hello, Mara. You're on the air. Oh, hi. hi. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, I was calling. I don't. Again, I don't know if y'all have already talked about this. Um, I was nearly the victim of a scam scam that um, involved home security. A guy called me. I actually got an email from these people as well. But a guy called me. We were brand new homeowners. Asked us if we would be willing to advertise, like put their sign in our yard, and they would give us um, free home security. They would install it and everything, and it would be free for a year, et cetera, et cetera. I said, that sounded pretty good. And he's like, I just need some basic information. And so, you know, he got the address, and then he started asking, well, how many people live in the house and, you know, pets. And, you know, it sounded like normal stuff. Then he wanted my name, and I was like, well, you have my name because you called me. Hmm. And 
then he said, and I need your social security number. And I said, I'm sorry, I don't do that over the phone. Red flag. Um, yeah. Big red flag. I said, I tell you what, um, why don't you bring all those papers that you're filling out right now to the appointment and I will fill them out for you when you're here. And he's like, no, we have to have all of this before we come out. And I said, I want to talk to your supervisor. He said, my supervisor's not available and we're not going to do this if we don't do this over the phone. I said, well, then I guess we're not going to do it. And I hung up on him. Hmm. Then I went to my email because I'm not sure how he got my email other than you know, it's it's out there. I buy stuff through, you know, the internet. But I went to my email, and sure enough, it was the same company. Um, but when I tried to call that number that was in the email, it that wasn't the company. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, when they give you that whole that sense of urgency, we have to have it now. Um, that's that's another one of those really big red flags. Like, oh, must have it now. We can't do this if you don't make the decision right now. Trying to put you on the spot is really a, um, you know. For one, it sounds very used car salesman-ish, you know, not, yeah. not not to diss on too many used car salesmen. There's some good ones out there. But, you know, when they try to give you that, that pressure sale, I don't, that makes me very uncomfortable. It's best to walk away. Yeah, it is. Um, and especially when they start asking for that kind of personal information on the phone. You were exactly right. Just uh, shut that down immediately because it is not a good question. Yeah, uh, they do don't that social need security that. stuff. Yeah, they yeah. don't need that information. The only people who will ever likely ask you for a social security card or social security number are going to be people with the government. So you're dealing with your I if you're dealing with the IRS or things like that. Your bank will ask for that information to verify identity, and credit credit card companies will ask for that information. And even then, only the last. For right. Generally, generally, they might need the whole thing to run a credit check. Right. So that's the time. That's when you can expect to see it. But if anybody else starts asking for your social security number, you should always ask why. Because yeah. chances are they don't actually need it for what they're doing. They're just looking for an identifiable number, and you can give them something else entirely. And they'll start stuttering too when you ask why. But, oh but yeah. That, that, well, okay. Uh, Jeremy uh, wanted to talk really quickly about uh, some people coming in his shop who uh, buying phones and get scammed weekly. Uh, Jeremy, what what uh, what are your thoughts on that? Okay, so there's a lot of different ways that people can get scammed when it comes to buying a phone. But the main ones that we see are iCloud-locked phones and then uh, also phones that just have something wrong with them. We've seen a few that uh, had bad SIM readers in them. So, you know, the phone is legit. It's not iCloud-locked. But when they put a SIM card in and they try to use it, it doesn't work. So my suggestion to everybody is go directly to the carrier with the person you're buying the phone from and get them to set the phone up for you. That way there's no there's no slip-ups, there's no scams, there's there's no way that they can take you for your money. And if they're not going to meet you at the carrier store, it's because they're not selling you a legitimate device. Mm, okay. Yep. Good points. Yeah, for those who may not know that the, uh, the iCloud lock is if someone were to steal your phone, appropriate your phone, find your phone, um, it is locked in. If they don't know your iCloud password, they cannot erase it and put someone else's account on there. It's a pretty good little security feature in mm -hmm. there. Um but exactly what Jeremy's saying, that's a, uh, that's a red flag that that's a stolen phone. Okay. There's also a similar mechanism built into Android called uh, device uh, activation something, validation or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, it operates the same way. So you want to make sure that you reset the phone before you purchase it because you, that, that message isn't going to come up until you reset the phone. All right. I'm going to try to squeeze in one last call. Nikki is in Jackson. Good morning, Nikki. What do you have for us? We only have about 30 to 45 seconds. Okay, I got a call on a government-issued phone, and they said it was the IRS, and there was a lien placed on my property, and that they were on their way to arrest me, and I immediately Ooh. hung up. Yeah. Yeah. Did anyone show up to arrest you? 
<laughs> well, like I said, this is a government-issued phone. So <laughs> I but I just, and actually, my mother lived in an independent living place, and there had been notices posted all, plastered all over the place about that. So yeah. I was just going to alert people. Wow. Okay. Thank you, Nikki. We appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Yeah, usually Thank the you. cops don't call you before they're coming to get you. They'll just show up at the door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Really quickly, we're going to try to squeeze in Roland. Roland, what's your suggestion to avoid Craigslist scams? Uh, well, two suggestions. Uh, first of all, on the, the red couch story you told, normally when they want to send you a money order, what they do is they send you a fake money order for a greater amount, and then they ask you to refund the difference, and they don't care about your couch. They're just wanting that refund. Yep, that's true. On a Craigslist ad, I always put, this will be a cash face-to-face transaction so scammers don't bother. Right. Once I started that, I never hear from scammers. All right, Roland, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Ashley Jeffco, thank you for being in with us today. It was great having you back, and happy birthday to thank you. Thank you. It was great to be here. Uh, thanks for being on Wilt and Jeremy Thompson, who was broadcasting live from Hattiesburg. Sam Wells was our board operator. Kevin Farrell was our call screener. Stay tuned. The original Southern Remedy is coming up next right here on MPB Think Radio.